everyone. Welcome to the Epic Vision Zone. My name is Jane Applegath, founder of the Epic Vision Zone, conversations that inspire. Each show, we offer you an inspiring person or message to bring you closer to your big dream so that you can live your epic life now. Thank you for being here. And if you're listening on your audio version of of this podcast, make sure that you're following on the episode and your favorite app. And if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. The great late Jim Rowan wrote, profits are better than wages. Wages make a living, profits make a fortune. And no one knows this better than the beauty icon, Karen Pudetti. She's built a multi-million dollar business from the ground up, created a highly successful clothing line, authored a book titled Rags to Riches, How Beauty Icons Made It Big, and leads a course Rags to Riches in Action, guiding leaders to financial abundance. Coming straight out of college to land a highly successful accounting career in the corporate world, Karen's desire to be her own boss in the beauty industry inspired her to go back to school, get her aesthetics license and more, and become a stay-at-home mom working two and a half days a week, a venture that skyrocketed to an annual income of over $100,000 a year. The purchase of a small salon became the springboard of her luxe salon, spa, and laser, and ultimately her title as one of the nation's leading salon and beauty industry consultants. Karen's commitment to help others who dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur in the beauty or retail industry moved her to write Rags to Riches, How Beauty Icons Make It Big, where she not only interviews some of North America's leading icons in the beauty industry, but she shares concrete guidance from her own experience. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm so excited to share your story. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we chatted a little bit beforehand, but I'm wanting Karen to share with us what inspired her to do the work that she does today. And I think every woman, girl, and so on on this podcast and video is going to love her story. So be, please go ahead and share. Well, when I was a little girl, my mom used to teach modeling. And so she took my sisters and I with her to work. And it was a big production day. They were all doing their hair and makeup. There was a runway show with photographers. They were shooting commercials. And I remember my sisters and I got to get our hair done and our makeup done. And I just remember when I got to finally turn around and see it, I was like, oh, wow. And I just remember thinking, oh, I felt so pretty. I look so good. And I just remember thinking I could do anything. I had so much confidence at that very moment. I thought I could do anything I want. And I've always, always remember that throughout my whole life when I'm like thinking about being nervous. I would think back to that day and, and just say, I got this. So it was really that the way I felt and how I looked. And it was just a huge excitement all around that. So I remember that forever, and it's kind of what kept in the back of my mind. I kept thinking, that's, I want to give that to other people. I want to show people how that can feel. Mm, I love that. Yes. 
Absolutely. I mean, our appearances, um, Karen and I had this discussion earlier, but we just basically, we, you know, we always say don't judge a book by its cover, but we are the biggest judges of ourselves. And when we look good, we feel good and we feel that confidence. So yes, so vital. And I love that you, you remembered that. That's how visceral that was for you. So yes, getting up and, and trying, you know, like you said, if you have a bad hair day, go back, take five minutes to fix it up because you'll yeah. have a much better day. I love it. Well, yes. I know that you, in your bio, I was really interested because you said one of your other influencers in your early years was your dad. Give us an yes. idea of how he influenced you in your life choices. Well, I remember when I was trying to decide, I wasn't happy in corporate America. I'd worked for um, CPA firms and it just, it did not get my juices flowing. I wasn't excited. And my dad said to me, he goes, you know, if you had to write your perfect day, what would it be? And I kind of wrote it out and I said, well, I don't even want to be an accountant or finance person anymore. I just don't. He goes, well, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen to you if you tried something else and you loved it? Great. But if you didn't, then what would happen? And I go, I don't know. I guess I could try something else. I always go back to accounting or finance. And he says, then just do it. You got one shot. Mm. Make it w worth it and do it whatever you feel in your heart, you'll be, and you'll be happy, you'll be successful. So it was always him. Um, when I told my mom my idea, she kind of looked at me and went, what? You know, so she was just a little like scared for me, but my dad was always like, if you have a passion, follow that. So yeah, it was a huge inspiration to me, just kind of swinging big in life and just doing something out of the traditional. Wow, that's amazing to have that kind of a, a mentor, so to speak, someone who yes. who encourages you to take the leap and and see what happens. Because of course, our our humanness wants us to be safe, and that that was your mom's initial reaction. Because we, I, as post, especially as women, you know, we nurture and we want to make sure that our babies are safe. So it was it's great that you had that that balance between the two and and look where you are today so i'm sure uh, i'm sure that your your dad's advice paid off really well <laughs> yeah. we can see that it has well here's a question and i know there's a lot of mompreneurs out there as well so how did you balance work and family because you have two beautiful daughters um, while you were running a business and what were your biggest challenges um, so for me, I will always be a mom first and anybody who knows me knows I'm the mom and then I'm business. So, um, you know, I work hard, like when my kids would go to bed at night, there were days like I would still be working, doing stuff, but I was always there when they got off the bus or their sporting events. Um, so it was just, they, and I knew deep down I could make it work. It wouldn't be your traditional, I'll be an eight to five person. Um, so I, I just knew like my kids are going to grow up fast. And so don't wait until you get where you want to be. So it was always really just that. And I think um, my husband was really, you know, he knew that as well. And so it, we just made it work. And so there were times like I was up to midnight, you know, doing the accounting and payroll and stuff like that. But 
I wouldn't have changed anything. So um, I kind of designed my life, you know, that way to make sure that works. Right. Your schedule, so to speak. Did you ever experience burnout? And if you did, how did you deal with that? Because that would be a lot to handle. It is. And so when I was first um, growing my business and stuff like that, I knew immediately I either needed an assistant or manager or somebody that I could trust enough that, that could do my jobs and step in when I wasn't there. And so I did do, I did, and I made a very conscious decision to do that. And I found the right person and we have worked really, really, really well. Um, for instance, I was gone for two weeks in the Mediterranean and she ran the show. She did everything and it, she did an amazing job. Um, so I, I think letting go a little bit, mm -hmm. so you're not doing it all. I always wanted to make sure like, you know, if I got hit by a car tomorrow, this place is still going to run, still make me profitable, you know, no hiccups, anything of that. So I always had one or two people that were re not ready because they were already ready. Whether I was in the building or not, the business was going to run as it should. Yeah, I love that advice, Karen, because a lot of us, especially women, have trouble letting go. Maybe you could just let, give us a little bit more insight into that because that is so vital for mompreneurs especially. Yeah, and I, I had to make a very, very conscious decision that I wanted to make sure all my employees, when they were at work, whether I was at a volleyball game or traveling with one of them, that everything at work was going to run smoothly. So having a manager and an assistant was something I truly needed to ensure that, you know, whether I was home or, or wherever, that this business was running. But it, it was a little difficult, I won't lie, to have to say, okay, well, I'm not here. If a problem arises, you have to make a decision. So, um, so at first, I, I will admit, I was a little uneasy, but as time grew and, and like we just work interchangeably, I was it was the best thing I could do because when I'm with my girls, I'm totally with my girls. And I don't have to worry about, oh no, what if this occurs or what about if that occur? So it was, had I not done that, I wouldn't be where I am today and as far as I've been. So I think that is huge thing for, for particularly women to do right out of the gate. Right. Yes. I love that because we tend to be micromanagers, I feel. Right. And it, it, yes, it has to do. do with, you know, tending to all of the chores in the house, tending to the children, tending to the grocery list, the meals, the business. And yes. And so, yeah, I, I, I completely understand and agree with you because when you start to let go, you, you're still micromanaging, but then eventually the trust grows and you see that how capable they are. And then it's like, oh, I don't know what I could do without you. <laughs> I was like that yes. myself in the brokerage business. I had an assistant and she got pregnant and she was gone for like four months and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> it's just like, I had, you know, every single month I went through a new assistant, my manager's like, what is wrong with you? I said, well, I want my Annette back. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I a hundred percent agree with you. So getting financially successful, 
how long did it take you to become financially successful with all of you know your your changeover in your business and your profession etc cetera, etc cetera? well i think for me and i think anybody in business when you start your business you really need to know what your long-term goal is what is it that you ultimately want to make and what does that look like so i knew that i wanted my business to be doing over a million dollars you know that's like the minimum i knew i wanted to own a building so at first when i was making money i kept reinvesting it back into the business and and then i what i would have taken as a paycheck i was basically saving for a down payment on a building so i knew those two things um and that's the difference between somebody who who has a business and as soon as they can take money out it's what they're doing with their money is where really what's going to take them to the next level and what is that goal so i kept doing that and um about 10 12 years ago um i bought a building it's uh 9000 no 16000 square feet 9000 of it is lux salon spa and laser center so that's mine and then i rent out the other 6000 or so square feet so i have a, a renter as well so that was one of my goals and um thankfully i almost have the building paid off because that was my goal was to get it paid off so um, when that is paid off, I'll feel like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty much where I want to be. But now, of course, I want to keep growing the business and the business and my other businesses as well. So, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to say I'm there yet because I'm not. And the minute I feel like I said, okay, I've made it, to me, I, I, I'll, I'll always want to do more. And I think really if you're an entrepreneur, you really, that should be your mindset. Um, that's just my thought and feeling on it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's never over until you think it's over or you believe it's over because, you know, we're here to, to learn and grow in life. And I can't even imagine what the word retirement means. I mean, I, I, just the thought of sitting around and having no purpose to get up or nothing to do or no goals to achieve. I think I'd go out of my mind <laughs> because it's fun. I mean, it can be stressful, yes, but it, it gives you, a, a, like you said, something to to strive towards. And and in our in ourselves within us, I mean, that's why we're here is not only to learn and grow, but then to give back what we've learned. And I love the fact that you said set a goal because that's something that I know when you're an entrepreneur, there's so much on your plate. But when you have that vision, you know, the vision of what you want to achieve. And then, of course, when that comes true, there's another vision because you've got all this this potential and you've grown not only financially, but you've grown in connections, you've grown in clientele and you see all kinds of other opportunities. So the door opens even wider as you as you continue to grow. So thank you for that. Lessons learned, that being the case, what was the one thing that you learned the hard way? <laughs> uh, well, one thing was I thought I was a good leader. Um, you know, I used to have my, when I was in corporate America, I'd have people who worked under me and they would, um, 
you know, I'd say this is a project we're working on that we need to do A through Z and get it done. Here's your section. Here's your section. We worked as a team. So when I went to just having employees, and I say just, but having employees, I couldn't necessarily just go around and say, do this, do this, do this, which I did. And so I thought, oh, everything's running really well. And it wasn't until I realized that I had a walkout. I had 12 or 13 people leave within four days. And they usually, they don't leave the company. They leave the person, which would be me at the top. And I realized then that my communication styles were really different. So what I did is I actually Googled, you know, all about leadership communication. And I was like, I need a class. I need someone to help me. And I saw a class and I took a class. In this class, the first exercise is it was kind of was questions you answer. And I learned that I'm a very um, direct individual, um, dominating, direct. And so I was in there's this grid and I was up here in the right hand corner left-hand corner and all my, so I brought it back to work the next day. We all did it. All my employees were basically polar opposite from me. They were, they wanted to talk and they wanted to express their feelings and they wanted to be, um, not to say coddled, but they just were on a much more emotional level where I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. You know, how's your day? And so they would look at me as like, I'm a crazy person. And I would look at them as like, why are they keep telling me about their feelings and what they think and, and all this? And then I was like, okay, light bulb went off. And I was like, no wonder you had a walkout because you don't really, you're not relating to them. And I realized then that what they need from me was definitely not what I was doing. And I had to switch my way of communicating with them. And, you know, I told him, yes, I failed you. I haven't been communicating. I haven't been leading you the way you need and the way you, you know, want. But I'm going to try. And you can call me out on it if I do a bad job. And they did. And But it was from that day on, I thought, okay. So that was one of my biggest challenges, biggest nightmare. And it was, it was very regretful that people who left... I, I adored them. I still like them. Uh, I talked to still many of them, um, but it was that for me. Mm. That's a great story because that is a big issue. And what yes. I love, Karen, is that you took the initiative to say, okay, something's wrong here and I need to understand it. And you went and took that leadership course, which... Yeah was eye-opening um and and yes you're right because we're all different and we all communicate different and they say today that one of the greatest leadership qualities in fact the top leadership quality is empathy um in yes. today's world and uh that i love the fact that you took the initiative basically that you didn't say okay well i guess we just that didn't work so we'll just get some new people you, the, you, you actually had that wherewithal to say, wait a second, it can't just be them. Maybe there's something wrong with me. So, or, or there's something that I'm not seeing basically. 
So thank you for sharing that. And, and what I see and, and for people, entrepreneurs, especially because they do have to hire individuals is this is a great lesson. You know, if you're seeing a pattern somewhere, just stop and take a pause and say, okay, what is, you know, what, what's, what's the core here? What is going on? And then take action to change it. Uh, thank you. That is so vital in today's business world and even more so today than back then because people yeah. are leaving left, right, and center, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they were. And, um, and you know, you want profits, you and want people to be happy, but you have to really check in to see if they're happy. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was something I was missing too. I wasn't saying, you know, so now I have one-on-ones with people um every month to check in with them how they're feeling what what they need help with what they're looking for i want to make sure like anything they need i'm giving and doing my job for them to help them make the money they want to make oh wow i love that so you become their mentor not just their employer That's yes so absolutely important. yes that is so so important i love it that uh, thank you so much. That was the light bulb just went on. You're not just an employer, you're a mentor as well. Absolutely. And, and that I, goes full circle. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, and I gotta say, it's so much more rewarding for me, mm -hmm. um, to watch these people, um, you know, they'll take on new services. They'll do new things. They, they tell me, Karen, I want to make six figures. Okay. We're going to get you there. This we'll break it down. We'll figure it out and we'll do it. And it's, it's just, um, that's what I love now is watching people so, so happy and they're meeting their goals and they're living their lifestyle that they want to live. Hmm. I love that. That's the way all employers need to think today to have their employees stay. And to have yep, them be yep. part of the business, so they feel like they're part of it. Yes, their their ownership. Yeah, so important. Thank you for sharing that. Well, what advice would you give someone entering the beauty industry or looking to become an entrepreneur? Um, two things. Really think about what it is you want to do. Where do you want to end up? And, may, and so I'd say sit down with some paper and write out a six-month goal, a one-year, a three-year, five-year, ten-year. Now, those goals can change, but at least you know where you're starting. And then every year, pick a date to review those and also have the goals to be seen. So you can check them off as you're accomplishing as you go. So you really have to have a strategy a game plan or a, or a business plan, business strategy to one, keep you focused and keep you on track and two, to help direct you to the big goals that you want to accomplish. I think that is first and foremost. Um, I think people who are really thought about what they want to do are much more successful getting there and write down the, the steps you need to take to actually get to those goals. What exactly do you have to do? You know, it's kind of like people say, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds, you know, but they're still eating their cookies and ice cream at nine o'clock every night. That's not going to work. You just, but you got to be committed and just keep taking the little baby steps. Absolutely. So you said there was a, two things. Was there setting the goals and then so, taking the action? 
yeah, setting the goals, take taking the action. But the other one is find somebody who's going to be your accountability partner. Have mm. somebody that you have to go to every other week or once a week or once a month and say, this is what I've accomplished. This is what I've done. Do you have any ideas? I'm stuck with this. These are my thoughts. Do you have anything that's popping up in your head? Because it because those who have to go to and kind of say, this is what I've done, they're going to be much more eager to share what they've done, what they've accomplished and saying, oh, shoot, I didn't really do anything. <laughs> so, yes. Yes, I love that accountability. Yeah, because you could have all the goals in the world and all the strategy, but if there's if you don't call yourself on it, you have your partner there to call you on it, but not only that, to maybe help and vice versa, because you can become right. each other's motivator, so to speak. Because yeah. yeah, you know, we all we all have those days or months, you know, or years that slip by that's an unfortunate <laughs> thing but it's true um and and accountability is, is very important but I, I yes thank you for that those are great tips so i'm very curious about this next question who do you see as the ideal candidate to run a profitable business and why i definitely first and foremost feel that that person either should should really understand the financials in my background, I was successful because I I understood my P&L, my balance sheet, my inventory, my inventory percentages. In our business or any business, you really have to make this, you have to know what it is so you can base all your decisions financially. Because I have a staff that says, you know, I need a new massage bed. That $7,000 bed is the one I want. And I'm like, oh, 7000 Hmm. Let me look at my numbers and let me let you know if we can afford the $7,000 bed. So you really have to make your decisions financially wise. And, you know, instead of saying, well, I think I'd like, I would love, or I would want. Um, so that's hard, especially when you have employees that want a lot of things and they want all nice things, which is great. If you make the money, we can spend the money. If we don't make the money, we can't spend the money. So I think that's first. And particularly in my business, I've watched some people who are phenomenal at what they do, whether it be eyebrows, hair, groomers, whatever part of the industry they are. But they they didn't really understand anything about their finances. And they could be making a million dollars in profit a year, but be losing 150000 I would see that all the time. So I think it is ideal. You really have to understand your financials. Now, if you can't, then you better have a, an accountant or, or um, a bookkeeper that is there with you all the time or part-time to make sure you know the numbers so they can relate it to you and help you understand. I think that's number one. And then the other thing is really, really, really know who your ideal client is. And it doesn't matter what type of business. Know your ideal client, because if you really believe that everybody's your client and you're marketing and branding to everyone, you're not hitting anyone. The more specific you can get to marketing to, to um, an individual, you'll hit those people and then those people 
will come to you and you'll see those those people like them come to you as well and that's where you start seeing your ideal client show up more and more so in my um, book there is a whole chapter on your ideal client and when you're done figuring out your ideal client it should be like the four to five six pages long of all mm. the stuff you know when people say I want you know a female 18 to you know 72 with an income of anything over you know 25,000 you're not getting anybody doing that I love the fact that you said in your book there's four pages on on finding out who your client is I need to guess that I I'm like trying to think of oh my gosh how many questions could there be but I could see where you're deep diving and, and doing that homework. And in doing that, then you really, really, really understand who you're looking for. That is so vital. Oh my gosh. Everybody has to get a copy of the book now and find out who their ideal client is <laughs> through Karen. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that because I, you know, we all play with the breakdown of the ideal client, but you, you know, as you said, it's very basic and uh, very open, but this, this could really get you deep diving into it. And then once you understand it, you're on your way. Then you're the, uh, the, you know, your eyes open up and you go, wow, I've been marketing to the wrong people all along. I love it. That's great. Thank you so much. So what part of your business excites you the most, Karen? Um, two things. I love when I see my employees get to what their goal was for the year. So I love that, that because we, we celebrate that pretty big. We, we have staff meetings once a month and when they hit their goals, we all celebrate for them. I give them some extra cash. So um, I love that part. Um, I think also just to remember that we have to have fun. You have to enjoy what you're doing. We're there to help people. People are coming to us with um, problems or concerns. Our job is to make them feel and look better. I love when people come in and you could just tell they're stressed. They got a lot going on, but when they leave, they've taken that deep breath. You've, you know, they, whether it be a half hour or a couple hours, and they, you just see them rejuvenated. I love that, and um, I think I just I love the camaraderie of my team. I really do. Um, so there's not one. There's probably several. Yes, I could absolutely because the type of environment that you're in, it's very social. It, it's all yeah. it's all about people getting together, which is something I feel the world needs a lot more of. Whether it's in a salon or whether it's in a coffee shop, or because people are are they're, they're bowing out of going to the office. You know, they want to work virtually, yeah. which is fine too. But I think we need that that human connection as well. And going to the salon gives you that. You know, it, you're, you're, I know it, it's like uh, I, 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 my salon um, hairdresser. She says, "I'm more <laughs> of a therapist than anything else." <laughs> you know, it is true. To, I know. It is so true. Oh, yeah, you would be shocked at the stories. Actually, my actually my next book should be about all the the stories I've heard from my clients throughout the years. I that think that would be entertaining. Oh my gosh, that would be great. And then of course it'll be made into a movie because it'd be so fun. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> yeah. 
I can't wait to delve into that for sure. Well, speaking of your book today, Rags to Riches, How Beauty Icons Made It Big, tell us about the book and how, uh, what was it that inspired you to write this and how did you choose the icons that you feature? Okay, well, first, um, I did consulting for clients around the United States, but when my oldest daughter was a senior, I was like, I need to step away. I, she was a volleyball and we traveled and stuff. So I was just, I, I told my clients and I kind of handed them off to somebody else and transitioned them the whole thing. So I missed like that helping people, you know, here's everything I did wrong. Don't do that. But these are the things that work kind of thing. So I missed that. And I always, there was always one thing I always wish I could help more people more than like one salon or one spa at a time. I wanted to really, really help more people. And then when the pandemic was hitting, and I don't know if you know this, but salons or spas are second to close behind restaurants. So they're the second most business to close. Only 1.7% of all salons or spas hit the million dollar mark, which is crazy. Um, and 20% all closed within the first three years, but then after the pandemic, one third of all salons and spas were closing. And it was mostly, all, every one of those was because they didn't, their financials were in a mess. They were in the red. They didn't really realize, realize it. They didn't know what was going on. So I thought, you know what? I would love to write a book. And, I, and I'm thinking, but no one knows really me. So, it, and I didn't want it to be just boring. Like, you know, look at your balance sheet every week. And I wanted it to be entertaining and fun. And I couldn't figure out at first, like, how do I get this to happen? So then I thought about these people who made it huge. Um, for instance, Damone Roberts, he's the guru of eyebrows to every star, star, Oprah, Madonna. I mean, just the list goes on and on and on. And they're all celebrity people. I've done fashion weeks and I started thinking, okay. And I wanted all different areas. Like, so someone who had actually worked in the schools and, and started some of the beauty schools as well. So I pick people from every area and I would kind of Google who's big, who's huge, who's, you know? And so I wrote the, I put a whole um, packet together, uh, a media packet, which I didn't even know what, what, what which, what it was, but I put it together, I sent it to them, and then I really just drove them crazy. And so um, they finally said yes. And so we set up a time and I interviewed them. So about that them, and they told me their whole story, you know, how they started, how they, their ups, their downs, how they made it big and stuff. And so each chapter is about an individual. And then it's also about like branding, for instance, branding and expanding. So I took a person, um, I told their story. Then I talk about um, like a survey, like what are you doing currently? And there's like, each one's a little different. Could be a bunch of questions or writing out stuff. And then after it was more the teaching part of it. So for instance, leadership, this is what I was. This is where I should have been. And these are the different types. So I went really into that. So there's three parts to every chapter. So that's kind of how it all came. I wanted to teach people, but I wanted them to have fun. And the stories about the people are really 
They're amazing. They've done amazing things. Um, and I want the people to see where they were now and to pick one or two per chapter and really start working on it. And then they can go back again in next year and pick another two. So they're, they're continually growing their business. Mm. I have to applaud your creativity and your tenacity. <laughs> you, honest to, to goodness, you are a fabulous mentor because here's the thing. Often I get asked, how do I, you know, reach individuals? A lot of times they come to me. But I, having been in my previous life, the brokerage business, I, like you, am not afraid to pick up the phone, well, back in those days, to pick up the phone or write a letter or send an email to whomever. And they're just shocked. They're like, oh, you did that? And of course, it has to edify them and be very professional, and which you know you are obviously very good at, and I am good at doing as well. But to put a media kit together, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I need to pick your brain on that one, Karen. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Kudos to you. I never would have thought of that. But of course, when you're the, the higher up you go, the more you the more you have to present to them to show them that you do mean business and that you are a professional. So what better way to do it? So I love that idea. And also the fact that you said you never gave up. You just kept, you know, Bother, I don't want to say bothering them, but kept connecting with them or I don't know, did you send them emails or voicemails? I'm not sure how you stalked them, <laughs> but, but it worked. Uh, and the book sounds fabulous because it, like you said, it's not only got the stories, which we all resonate with, but you've got lessons that you can take yeah. with you. Absolutely. That sounds like a book that'd be good for any entrepreneur, not just anyone in the beauty industry. It really is. It has the basics to, and then some to any business. Like it talks about, you know, your P and L's, leadership, expanding, marketing, and I, I, and I give everything, like my whole marketing calendar, everything I have learned, done, um, I put is either in the book, and then I, I did a course. I actually took the um, book and even broke it down further, and everything in the core, everything everything I've ever done that's been successful is in the course. And it's, to, and it's, here's the sheet I use. This is what I did. This is how I, I tracked it. So, um, yeah. And that it was like, if I can do this, anybody can. And it's just, but most people just don't know what to do. Wow. So that's perfect because I was just about to ask you about your course because I know there's probably a lot of people on here that would be very interested in learning more about that. So it's a deeper dive into what's in the book. Yes. And is it open deeper. every month or how, how is it a group session? Is it a one-on-one? -on -one? Just give us a little insight. So it's a module base and I, um, each week a module will be released and you can, you go through the module. And then I also have a Facebook. Um, so you can always like, if you have any questions, go on uh, Rags to Riches Facebook page and you can ask them. And sometimes I'll ask people like, what do you guys want to hear about? Because I could talk my ear off, you know, your ear off, but what is it you need answered? What are you struggling with? What do you need? So you can go in there as well. Um, so that's what I'm really doing now. The course is uh, phenomenal. And it, it doesn't matter if you're just starting out or if you're hit the million dollar mark and you're trying to go past it because 
I can guarantee you'll get enough out of it to help you get to the next level. So it's go at your own pace. That's what I'm gathering, mm -hmm. right? Modules, yep. but then you can ask, you can send in questions to, yep. to be answered by you. Do you, do yep. you ever have a, a, a mastermind where you speak to all those taking the courses? Um, I will be doing that. So yeah, so I'm going to go live every Monday and Wednesday at, at 12 o'clock Eastern time on Facebook. So that way I can talk to people immediately and they can ask me questions and I can hopefully get them unstuck or motivate them to continue and keep, you know, working at their pace. So yeah. Okay. Wonderful. It sounds terrific. Um, and we'll have all the information on that on, on the Epic Vision Zone bio pages for all those who want to look into that. So thank you for sharing it. It sounds like an incredible course. Just out of curiosity, how many modules are in there? 12. There's 12, 12. chapters okay. in the book. So, and I took 12 modules and um, it's, it's good. I don't think we left anything unturned. I had people look at it after I'm like, what are you looking for? What do you need in this? And they're like, I can't think of anything. So I hope it's all, I am pretty sure great. you'll get everything you need. Yeah. And that's very doable, the 12. So that's great. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, sometimes they can be too much, you know, it's information overload, but that's yes. wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So if there was one critical message you could share with the world, what would it be? One is find your true passion, listen to your gut, um, find your true passion and follow that. You'll be happy. You'll become successful. You lead a much better rounded life, you know, where it's all there, I really believe. Um, yeah. And when you get stuck, find somebody or an answer to get unstuck or, you know, there's always going to be bumps in the road. Just keep going. Keep taking one step and forward. And then remember to stop and celebrate how far you've come. Hmm. That is so important. Yes. Even along the way. Yeah. Because that's the one thing that we forget. We, we forget our small wins. And, you know, it's even if it's that day that you had a small win, and it doesn't always have to be about business. It could be that so, you made a great dinner or that you went to the park and celebrated someone's birthday, whatever, because those are all wins. And we have to remember that that's, you know, that's life. Um, thank you so much for that. That certainly is very helpful. And it's something that I think we all need to hear. So Karen, because we're here on the Epic Vision Zone, I have one last question. If your life were an epic story, what would the title be? Ooh. It would be pretty probably just something simple, like living my best life. Um, Something, yeah. I mean, living my best life, I think. Yeah, that sums I mean, I it up. I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 when I look at it, you know, I have balance in my life with my family, my daughters, my business. Um, that's a great question. I don't have a great Thank answer you. for it either. <laughs> that's a good that's a good answer, but that's, okay. I love, I love to put people on a journey because that's part of play. 
You know, it, it's yes. part of imagining something that you hadn't thought of. Um, and that's my superpower is that, uh, you know, the science and power of imagination and vision, because as you said, without a vision, you're pretty much just, there's nothing to aim for. Uh, and, and, you know, when you don't have a target, how on earth are you going to hit it without a target? Right. So yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's, or, or if you were on the cover of success magazine, what would the headline read? That's another one. Probably doing it my way. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Well, that's your book too. <laughs> doing it my yeah. way. That's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Well, thank you again, Karen, for joining us here on the Epic Vision Zone and for information and to connect with Karen go to the Epic Vision Zone bio pages where you will find all of her social media and direct contact information, also her book and her course, which sounds absolutely incredible. And don't miss an episode of the Epic Vision Zone by going to your favorite app or subscribing to the Epic Vision Zone on YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram at Jane Applegath and connect with me at janeapplegath.com where you can access your free download, The Keys to Your Dreams. Sending you much love and success. This is the Epic Vision Zone, transforming your dreams into epic success.